but here's the thing i don't mind there being a handful of short episodes and also like we go off on tangents often enough that they're not even that short do you know what? Like the amount of times that I've like been sat here doing the editing and I've been like I've been like, how did we talk about how did we talk about Warthol for for five minutes? <laughs> to be fair, Warthol had that whole like potential other revolution that was really interesting. Yeah. But um speaking of short episodes, shall we start talking about Kakuna? Let's do it. Right. Let's um, do it. Right, Kakuna. Uh and uh that was Kakuna. Right, back to the <laughs> Like, right. I think Kuna's design is cool. Um, I like its little arms. Yeah. Uh, I think that differentiates it from Metapod in a way that's cute, mm. but not uh, cliche. Yeah. Um, I like, I think the arms hint at what's to come with Beedrill, because it stays pointy. Yeah. Um, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got a it's, few... It's a few cute little arms. It looks like it's wearing a tie. Yeah. Well, that's the main thing, as we both know. We both were like, yeah, it looks like it's wearing a little little shirt and tie. But He's a little smart boy. Of course. Well, I mean, it's bringing in the, bringing in the big, the big Pokemon. Uh, when I was coming up with that office, I was originally like... Originally, it was going to be like a little bit more complex than it was, but I, I decided against it. Um, I was intending on putting stuff in like um, uh, you don't have to be you don't have to be uh, hit hurt yourself in your confusion to work here, but it helps. Uh, and like maybe a, and like a little picture of a uh, of like a of like a a beadrill and a beadrill and a weedle and a couple of like cocooners as if like that was its family that it looked at yeah. every day they went to work um, so when i was drawing mine i drew i drew his little tie and i was thinking of the office and i was picturing like like a colin robinson type vibe mm-hmm. like you've seen what we do in the shadows with colin robinson the energy vampire yeah 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 yeah, yeah so i was picturing his type of office and then as i was thinking about it and i was like well it makes sense because like does cocoon evolve into like a worker bee and then i was like and the colin robinson like maybe it's like it's a drone bees are drones and colin robinson drones on and bores you that's his bit that he does and i feel like i feel like there's potential for a crossover with pokemon and what we do i reckon i reckon cocoon is colin robinson's favorite pokemon is is what i'm saying yeah that's my spicy take about Kakuna. Is Colin Robinson's favorite Pokemon? Yeah, I could say that. I, um, it makes me go. I wonder what other Pokemon they'd have. It, uh, presumably, they'd have Snorlax. Yeah, Snorlax. You know, they're like following. And asleep. and one of the smelly ones. Uh, one of the smelly ones. One of the smelly ones. Just I was. Fucking it could just be Caterpie, but I was gonna say like like um like oh Trubbish, Trubbish or Garbodor. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And it'd have, I reckon, I reckon, so, <clears throat> right, okay, actually, now we're on what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Or in Pokemon Violet, I did a brief go at what we do in the shadows team. Yeah. So I had a Grimmsnarl as my Nandor. Oh, very good. Um, I had Annihilate as my Laszlo. Yeah. Um, I had yeah. Gothitel as my Nadja. Yeah, that's And cool. then I had... Because it was se- I was watching season four of Colin Robinson, I had a Tinker Tough, which is the one with the hammer as baby Colin Robinson. 
because he's got the hammer that he likes hitting the wall with. I was really pleased with that little team. I was telling um, Nathan Thomas, who does like Red Shirts podcast, who's another Blizzard comedian. I was telling him, and he was like, "Funnily enough, that's actually like that would be a legitimately good competitive team." And I'm tempted, tempted to like bring it out and see if see if anyone notices what the theme is. Um, and then maybe I'd have like because that's only four, obviously. Maybe I'd have like a a, a Neuvern or something just to bring in the bat theme together. Um, and then you could finally have a crowbat, and then I could I could have a crowbat instead of a Neuvern. Although I have a crowbat a lot of the time, um, and I don't think crowbat's very like vampire. I think Neuvern's a bit more vampire-y than than a crowbat. Um, Although I think the thing that goes against Neuvern is I think that the ears can make it look a tiny bit less bat-like. That is true, but his ears are a sound system. So, yeah. but no, I think um, yeah, I think I think Tinker Tough. With its hammer, yeah. would be baby Colin Robinson's favorite Pokemon, yeah. and I think Kakuna, with its boring office attire, would be adult Colin Robinson's favorite Pokemon. I mean, the other one that I feel like you could stick in there is uh, Jigglypuff. Yes, you know, sends yes. people to sleep. Um, but um, in terms of uh, Kakuna, I think that Kakuna, again, like Weedle, is the slightly cooler out of uh, Metapod and Kakuna. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think it fits with the entire line in that, like, the Caterpie line is a bit cuter mm. and the Weedle line is a bit cooler, a bit edgier, a bit pointier, quite literally. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing that, that I think makes it a tad bit cooler is, one, I think I think the, the black eyes that it's got... Uh, like it, it looks like it's it's kind of pissed off, but also there are I want to say gold and silver ones that starts occasionally doing the at least in crystal when they start doing the kind of movement based sprites. Um, yeah. Um, with Kakuna, I'm pretty sure the arms move, which I think for me indicates that it's got slightly more kind of attack power or slightly yeah. more elements to it than um than uh your metapod does yes and i think because metapod is just like a hard shell full of sludge mm. and i guess we'll find out what kakuna's uh like evolution um gestation process is like yeah We'll find um, out how the stadium professor f- fucking <laughs> we'll find out what the what the stadium professor did to piss off Kakuna <laughs> enough that it moved its arms and give it a jab. Um, but yeah, I do think it it's a bit more... I guess it's got... That whole line has a bit more aggression. Because, like, Caterpie just has, like, tackle and string, string shot. That's very simple. But, like, Weedle has the poison sting, which I think is a more aggressive move. Yeah. Um, and so while Metapod is just, I'm in my little hole and I'm gestating, leave me the fuck alone... Kakuna's like, I'm in my little hole, I'm gestating, and if you come near me, I'll fucking stab you with my pointy hands. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, that that will transfer further on to Butterfree and, and, and Weedle and Beedro and their relationship. And I think, yeah, Beedro is the more aggressive one out of the two. Yeah. Um, and I imagine that they somewhat kind of worked backwards in that they probably... I mean, we've somewhat spoke about it on the this channel before that, that like on this podcast before that like um 
a lot of the early Pokedex feels very kind of planned out that they went, okay, so here's here's gonna be the starters, followed by um followed by um these Pokemon that you evolve really quickly in order to kind of um in order to yeah. understand the mechanic. Get better. used to the process of the game, yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me as well that if they're there, because you're gonna come across a pigeon, you're gonna come across a Rattata earlier, that um you're then gonna notice that there's gaps in your Pokedex if you look through the Pokedex and then they fill in the gaps and then it's like, oh, so if I start looking for more Pokemon, I can fill in the gaps in the Pokedex. Yeah. And they probably went, okay, so what we're going to have for the ones that evolve quickly, let's go for like an insect, uh, you know, the gestation and uh, metastizing that, that actually happens in real life. And they went, okay, well, we'll do a butterfly and then they're like, okay, so what other insects should we do? We'll also do a bee. And then I think because they probably went, we'll do a butterfly, we'll do a bee, and then probably work backwards at that point. They were like, of course, the yeah. bee one's going to be more aggressive out of the two. Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely makes sense. And like, I think, I think the aggressive bee was a nice, like, simple starting point. But I do like how they've evolved their bee concepts moving forwards because they've done. Like Rabombi, which is a very small, non-threatening bee. And they've got Combi, which is like ha has the relationship with between the worker and the queen bee with Combi and Vespaquen. Yeah. Um, and I think that those those were really interesting new takes on bees as they move forward because yeah. I feel like the other butterfly Pokemon are just kind of just the same. Yeah. Like they're just more like pretty. Pretty spore-based Pokemon with wings, with bug moves and flying moves and spores. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like... Like, Beautifly and Dustox, which, again, we'll get to in their episodes, I think Beautifly and Dustox, I like the way their designs are different, mm -hmm. and I like how, like, one's a bit more mothy mm -hmm. and one's, one's a bit more elegant. I get it, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like either of them are that different from Butterfree. Yeah. Whereas by the time you get to more bee Pokemon, Beedrill is distinctly different from them. Like they have thought about other things that bees do and other yeah. things that bees can be. Um, I think we've kind of skipped ahead a little bit, if I'm honest with you. Because yeah, <laughs> we're still on the Kakuna episode. There's not much to say about Kakuna, yeah. but like, yeah, I, I think you're not, your original point was not wrong. Like they've definitely definitely given that like a lot of a lot of thought and, and and yeah and just before we move on from that um i i agree with you about um about how they've kind of looked at other aspects of bees i mean like for anyone who knows like um like so i'm i'm pretty much from manchester even though i'm from the city next door but like manchester's thing is um like it's bees yeah it's you know it's very much attached itself to the bee um so i i kind of like it for that but um i have kind of recognized like historically that there are different types of bees but i think the thing is it's like i think you would struggle to come up with and this is probably more to do with public knowledge and public perception i think that there is less difference across butterflies than there is across bees yeah and i think i think there are distinctly i think the issue is that 
there are very distinctly visual differences in butterflies, but I don't think people are very knowledgeable about their behaviours unless they go out of their way to look into them. Yeah. Whereas I guess the bee Pokemon have all had different elements of it because bees don't become a cocoon. No. Like, like you that. wouldn't get a worm become a cocoon, evolve into a bee in real life. That's a caterpillar thing. It is um, a distinct like difference between the real world and the Pokemon world that a bee comes out of a cocoon at all. Like bees are just always bees. Um which so which I guess because this evolutionary process with the cocoon Pokemon in the middle, I guess it's just designed to echo um but you know, to parallel the Caterpie line. Yeah. Um and to be a, a foil for Metapod in a way. Um and so I understand how they ended up getting more creative with their bee-inspired Pokemon compared to their butterfly-inspired Pokemon. Because once you've done one lot of butterflies that come out of a cocoon, um, they could have got creative with it and not done cocoon-based butterfly Pokemon. But I don't think they did. No. Like, all of the ones that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, Dustox and um, Beautifly from Cocoons... Um, What's the what's the grey one, the pretty grey one with lots of different patterns? Uh, Begins with a V. Vivian. That one comes from a cocoon. Like a different looking cocoon. Yeah. But a cocoon nonetheless. Yeah. 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 Um, um there are some moths that don't. Yeah. Like Frostlass is, I think, technically not Frostlass. Frostmoth. Boom. Uh is is a moth. Yeah. But I think that just evolves straight straight into Frostmoth. Yeah. And you've got uh, you got Venomoth. Venomoth and Venonat, which again, what well, is Venonat? Well, now we're going to come to this. Venonat, like a big mothball. Uh, so I, so like Nat. Because Venonat's not been, a lava. Well, yeah. Well, Nat, I've, I've always read it as to be like, it is, again, it's very un, I think it's unrealistic. I don't, you know, I'm not a Nat. Yeah. I'm going to surprise you now. Not a Nat expert, right? But, um, but yeah, it's just like a, a changing state from just like one Pokemon to another, and it. Um, but yeah, I've, I think to be fair to I guess... and the other butterfly Pokemon, I think there's probably less scope beyond visual, unlike these, yeah. Where I think in terms of behaviour and like, I mean that's another thing as well. I was just about to say. I mean, it's just occurred to me now, like bees are more social animals as well. Yeah. So there's kind of that element to it as well. That again, like as far as I'm aware, like butterflies don't like live in colonies. Yeah, I think yeah, there is there is there are more like distinct concepts you can draw from when it comes to a bee, um, and I would guess the moth Pokemon that I guess is the most accurate as opposed to Venonat and Venomoth would be Larvesta and Volcarona, because that actually starts as a larva and then becomes a moth. Mm. Um, like a big fat fire moth, but a moth nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, if anything, like Beedrill is the outlier in, in being the, the least realistic one in that it doesn't come from a cocoon. And then, if anything, they've leaned more into the real world as they um, went on. And I think... I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be looking out now for uh, where they have deviated explicitly 
from a recognizable realistic pattern because in what the 30 odd years cocooner has been a thing i think this is the first time i've acknowledged oh bees don't come out of cocoons even though i knew that was a fact i just never thought to challenge it like bees don't come out of cocoons but beedro does yeah well let's see if uh let's see if uh if the pokemon stadium professor's like I cannot believe this this fucking cocoon bollocks. I feel like I feel like this is another reason that Kakuna is Colin Robinson's favorite Pokemon because he'd really enjoy telling everyone how bees don't actually oh, come out yeah. of cocoons. Yeah. Like this would be a thing he would use to drain people. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, finding yeah. it terribly yeah. interesting, but in this situation, I'm probably Colin Robinson, and everyone at home is going like. How fuck are you thirty years old and just noticed that bees don't come out of cocoons? <laughs> Uh, well, you know what, right? People learn things at different ages, don't they? Uh, no, it's not. I'm not learning it for the first time. <laughs> I'm just just now acknowledging it in the context of Kakuna. Uh, well. Like, so obviously bees don't come from cocoons. <laughs> but I just never thought to challenge it. I was told Beedrill does come out of a cocoon. And I was like, okay. And this is this is how this podcast broke Kirsty's mind. It did. <laughs> how have we this broken on the Kakuna episode? <laughs> For fuck's sake! It's been full of surprises. I feel like every single episode of this has been has been has had some surprise for me, and I never thought to myself, uh, "Yeah, this is the this is the one where Kirsty's brains come out of her ears." Well, well, well here we... we are. Yeah. Should we look at some Pokedex entry and just shine some fucking light on how a bee came out of a cocoon? Let's let's do it. Uh, let me just get it up. Um, we have got the Dex entries. So, um, almost incapable of moving, this Pokemon can only harden its shell to protect itself from predators. Which we know that they would then go on to retcon. Yes, they would. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh! I've just skipped ahead to the stadium professor, just because he's my favourite. He's my absolute favourite. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll do yellow dead quick, but I've, really, so, I yeah, want to get to stadium. Yellow already retcons it. Yellow it, is already retconning it. Yeah, it's it's weird that they did that. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder why they decided to go with that, but. Um, when endangered, it may stick out its stinger and poison its enemy. And then, Stadium Professor, because it is virtually motionless, it may appear dead. That's got to be one of his darkest entries. Well, it's, I not, love the it's idea. not moving. It's probably dead. Well, is no, it? No, I know exactly what happened here. He saw his, He saw all the Metapod being really still, and he cracked it open and spilled it. Yeah. Then he saw all the Kakuna looking really still, and he was like probably dead and then he went over and Kakuna stung him and he's like you fucking cunt and then he was like gotta tell everyone else that they're not dead they just look it yeah and then just put like frequently looks dead and then stopped <laughs> stopped engaging with the Kakuna that actually was not dead but was busy hibernating mm. so I'm imagining the stadium professor like digging a grave and being like get that Kakuna in there and see if it moves because if it don't move I'm just gonna shovel dirt on it and it's gone. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I, I I wouldn't put that past Stadium Professor. Um, I wish Stadium Professor had a name. I wish. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, like, we know that Red and Blue is Oak. We know that Gold and Silver is Elm. But Stadium Professor, who's Stadium Professor? Because I I think they probably got sacked for for um, like some HR complaint. Being a fucking renegade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just there in in the HR meeting, just going. Um, so hi, uh, yeah, we've we've had a couple of we've we've been hearing that you've been uh, cracking open metapods, you've been accusing Pokemon of being dead. Do you have anything? Do you have anything to say? And they'd have been there with their union rep, just going, "Are we going to get out of this?" And the union rep going, "You're fucking done, mate. You are done." <laughs> <laughs> Um, well moving ahead to generation two again they carry on with this uh with this um the the retcon although it is a cocoon it can move a little and it can extend its poison barb if it is attacked um i think stadium professor just wasn't paying enough attention like like he thought it was dead but it was actually moving, and so he just doubled down. It definitely wasn't moving. It looked dead, what and I, it's it's not dead. What I think happened with Stadium Professor is, um, so this is this is uh, this is the thirteenth Pokemon, isn't it, in the Pokedex, right? So yes. So they've gone. Look, you've done some really fucking fucked up stuff for the last twelve. Like you need, you can't do anything with this Pokemon. Because we don't trust you not to crack it open. And he was like, well, all right, then I won't do anything. And then it didn't move. And he was like, well, it's clearly dead. <laughs> um, uh, 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 silver's a bit different. From this form, it will grow into an adult. As its body becomes softer, the external shell hardens. Which I guess is very similar to Metapod. Yeah, but it's not mentioned um, the word innards. Good. I don't want to hear about any more innards. <laughs> uh, oh, I like the phrase that's used for crystal. Nearly incapable of movement, it leans itself against stout trees. Like that's mm-hmm. you don't often hear the word stout, or in relation yeah. to a tree. Mm. Like oh oh on it uh, oh we got some cocooner. You better not get digging those stout trees. Yep, uh, winds me up. Um, and then we've got Stadium 2. He's obviously saved his job. Uh, although it is a cocoon, it can move a little. It can extend its poison barb if attacked, which, to me, says that he fucking attacked it and got, and got stabbed. So, I like... He did get stabbed. I think my fan theory was correct. Yeah. I like Ruby and Sapphire. It offers like a bit more detail and gives me something about Kakuna that I wouldn't have necessarily known. Um, and same for Emerald, which is near enough, word for word, the same. Uh, Kakuna remains virtually immobile as it clings to a tree. However, on the inside, it is extremely busy as it prepares for its coming evolution. This is evident from how hot the shell comes becomes to the touch. And I think, I think what would be cool mm. is if there was like a, a secret, secret thing where Kakuna, uh, like a really secret, like hidden ability where like, Kakuna had flame body mm. rather than like whatever normal shit it has. Oh, yeah. And that way, good. like, because like, it's hot to the touch, like, just one in a million Kakunas have a random flame body. Or, like, 
when it's very if it's on the last level or oh, if you if you get it over like level 20 without evolving it from a cocooner it it switches to flame body because it yeah. needs to evolve when you keep preventing it yeah i think that would be a cool mechanic to like draw in uh this side of it yeah i mean i i i don't know about you but i often if if i'm kind of incentivized by moves i will on purposely not evolve a pokemon so i get the moves earlier so like now i'm thinking about it, i don't know why they've not incorporated that of like give you other reasons to not evolve a pokemon mm. i didn't realize i think so i was playing let's go and a lot of the meows that you catch already have payday mm. um even though they're very low level uh but i didn't realize when i was younger that you don't get payday until after Meowth is old enough to evolve. You have to keep it back a little bit longer, even though it's Meowth's signature move. Uh. Um, and I didn't learn that until I was playing, and I was like, why doesn't my Meowth have payday? Um, it wants to evolve. Uh, so I kept it back, got payday, and then just like absolutely fucking cleaned up. Like I got so much money. Yeah. Uh, using payday, <laughs> yeah. uh, even though you don't need it, like you're already winning all the fights and getting all the money in the world. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems that I've had. So I, I mean, I've, I'm a big fan of a cat. My cat's been on one of these podcast episodes, but um, I've never bothered with meow because I've always felt like the payday thing. It's like beyond, I'd say, the first or second gym. Like I never really particularly worry about money. Yeah, I think I think it's a cute um, nod to like the lucky cat yeah. thing, but that's about it. And I think I think I always wanted a Persian yeah. because Giovanni's was so elegant mm. and just badass, mm. like real real cool vibes. Yeah. What. Giovanni and his Persian. They really except... lost that for a lowland Persian, didn't they? Oh yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> but like, I don't think I ever ended up with a Persian because, like, by the time I was playing, I was like, I don't really want normal type Pokemon on my team. So like, and I know it can learn other moves, but like, I like taking advantage of stab. That's like my one yeah. bit of strategy I actually bother with. But back to Kakuna. Yeah. Um, temporary stage on making its body, and then it's back to it's almost completely unable to move on its own and almost incapable of moving. It's like, but no, we know it's got little pointy arms. Yeah. Um, Diamond and Pearl goes into more detail. It hides from predators under leaves and in nooks of branches. Yeah, I, like I mean, I could guess that probably. Uh, so Heart Gold, again, uh, kind of like I feel like I feel like there are just people are looking at different Kakuna. Yeah, I feel like some of them just sit still, and then like the badasses get put to the edge and they poke people. Yeah. Um, or the ones that are in safe communities with lots of beedrill to protect them don't really move, and the ones that have professors jabbing at them all the time retain some ability to sting, mm. because Heart Gold is back to although it's a cocoon, it can it can move a little, it can extend its poison barb if it's attacked. Yeah. Um, then it's back to nooks and branches almost incapable of moving again. Yeah, these are all very similar to what has been done before. Um, I think Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee is, has probably landed in a comfortable middle ground, saying, able to move only slightly. When endangered, it may stick out its stinger and poison its enemy. Yeah. 
which I think makes sense. I think that's the sensible professor who has taken all of the data and figured out the actual reality. Yeah. Whereas all of the others have just taken a very small sample size and assumed that it's representative of every cocooner in the world when it is in fact not. Yep. Yeah. And we know that uh, that Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is Professor Oak, so it's almost like he's gone right if you're gonna do anything you gotta do it yourself right we're gonna study these cocooner none of us are gonna accuse them of being dead if they don't move right pass me the pen um and then for me the other the other one that jumps out at me is it hides from predators uh under leaves and in nooks of branches um yeah like it makes me wonder what's i mean we already know the bird type pokemon but like that's you know that's very vague like what else well, is I eating a cocooner ekans yeah. do they might eat, eat a cocooner i know they eat pidgey yeah and pidgey eat cocooner yeah the circle of life so maybe ekans also eats cocooner uh-huh. um yeah i reckon i reckon ekans also eat uh, execute yeah. yeah i reckon i would eat execute yeah, would you <laughs> fried, scrambled? Uh... It depends what I'm in the mood for, mate. I'll make a little, make a little exit omelette. <laughs> you could call it a cute exit omelette. Omelette cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like um, execute should have been in Paldea in the Spanish one because like frittatas are whole. They should have had like. Execute evolve into a frittata Pokemon rather yeah. than an executor. I think that would be that would be, I mean, maybe a bit morbid, but cute. Yeah. Um, just so I am, just so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this now, and this is purely because I don't want, uh, I don't want another. My God, bees don't come out of cocoons. Are you aware that eggs don't turn into <laughs> coconuts? Yes. Oh, that's good. That's good. I didn't want. I didn't I mean, want this again, to be too much. Too much episode. I've necessarily. <laughs> it's again. It's not something I've necessarily challenged. But like, I mean, execute could be like seeds. Uh, oh, I've always viewed them. My my theory is that they are seeds. Right. They're called execute, but they're actually seeds. Yeah. Yeah. They could be. See. Okay. I'm just gonna wait until we get to the execute episode because I was gonna go like look. And just be like, how are they described? Because I feel like, I feel like they are, they do like they they have seed bomb as a move, definitely, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they are referred to as a seed Pokemon as much as an egg Pokemon. Yes, yeah, it's like why why not made them? I get, seed, although in seed a way, an egg is a kind of seed. An egg, yeah, I suppose it is. I suppose it is, but, um, but. Oh God! You made me break. You made me. You made my mind break now. Because <laughs> my thought. Because yeah, I suppose they are. I suppose they are. It's, yeah. Because like, like, what's a seed if not an egg that's put in the ground? Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean. Uh, God. Yeah. What I thought was going to be a little fun moment of. Uh, you do know that eggs don't turn into Now I'm now I'm bullying me. God, you might have to you might have to do the next <laughs> section on your own whilst I recover. All right. Um, right okay, I think that's us at the end of the Pokedex. Should we have a 
I I feel like it's going to come as no surprise what uh, it's going to say, but shall we have a look at Kakuna's Smog on rating? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Okie doke, we have got it there. Okay, so... Oh, I'll tell you what, it's interesting. They must have thought about this. Uh, It speed drops down in between evolutions. Yeah, that makes sense, because obviously it goes from being, I guess, faster than... The fa- uh, the one of the faster bug Pokemon, I assume, it, to not being able to move at all, and its defense goes up. Yeah. Um, and I feel like yeah, that that makes sense. That's logical. Like I like how they've thought about the way the characterization affects the stats, rather than just being like higher evolution, higher stats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I feel like if they'd put like a tiny bit of extra thought in. I feel like they should make that animation be moving a tiny bit less. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it's trying to balance on that point. Yeah. I I just feel like Stadium Professor, like if Stadium Professor saw this particular Kakuna and he was like, that's probably dead. At that point, we know he's being a dick. Yeah, you know he's just a (laughs) dumbass. This is the this is the one that everyone was like, it can move a bit, it's got pointy arms. And Stadium Professor was like, I've never seen this in my life. And then it's like, wapow! Yeah. Poison sting in it. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, I'm looking at that, right? I think it's got two things going for it, right? Which is, first of all, it definitely looks cooler than, than Metapod. Just like... It does, It yeah. And it's like, it's nice... It's got his little, like, ninja, ninja Mm. mask eyes. Yeah. And Uh, his little Colin Robinson tie. Yeah. Like, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, I mean, what else is he going to go to work in? Um, (laughs) And I I personally think, and I thought this when I was, like, drawing the the competition before, uh, I think they probably should have kept these style eyes over for Beedrill. But I understand why they yeah. went with the red ones, but I feel like these would have looked a tiny bit cooler. They would have looked cool. They definitely would have looked cool. Um, but yeah, and we can see there as well, it's in the uh, not fully evolved category. Yeah, um, which is, which I feel like is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, I, the thing is though, I could not imagine... Many people going right. I bet I've got to get a cocoon on my team, you know. Yeah. Like if you want, like, if someone if wants want... a bee drill, they will tolerate a cocoon to get it. But like, yeah, without without my fun mechanic of adding a flame body to it. Yeah. If you leave it unevolved for so long, at which point I think the combination of some of the poison moves you can give a cocoon. You'd have to TM your way uh, to an actual decent move pool. Mm. Uh, but I reckon you could get uh, with with my idea of like you know instead of having just harden you get like the even stronger one that you could yeah. make defensive and then if you've got flame body and poison type moves you could probably do something quite strategic with that Yeah. Um, but as it is it is useless. Yeah. Do they ever do that? Uh, where its abilities, where its abilities change across levels versus 
evolution. I don't think they do. Um, I think... Um, no, I don't think they do. I don't think I've ever seen that. I think you can go to, like, the guy and it can he can swap out your Pokemon's, like, ability for its hidden ability or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen that a mechanic, but it could just be a mechanic I'm not paying enough attention to. Well, there you go. Uh, if, I mean, they I, should be listening I, to me. Yeah, the Pokemon company. Give me a job at Pokemon. I agree. I I very much agree. And imagine all the free stuff you'd get. Um, but yeah, I just even in the not fully evolved category, I just could not see because if I remember correctly, I think Ivysaur was also in the not fully evolved category. It's like why would yeah. you have a Kakuna? Ivysaur is stomping Kakuna. Yeah. Unless Kakuna has flame body. There you go. Get in which case it might be in it might last one extra move. If Ivysaur starts with a physical attack. Yeah. Uh, so Satoshi Tajiri, get on it and get get on it now. So what uh what what rating are you gonna give it? I feel like I'm I would I'm gonna give it a three mm-hmm. because I feel like I had more to say about it than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, but also, it makes no fucking sense uh, in a way that I only fully acknowledge today. Um, so, I will give it. I will give it. Like, I'm never gonna have one on my team. I also don't have like amazing memories of it being in the show. Eh, it's yeah. a cocooner. It's there. It's not as good as the way I would have done it based on the Pokedex entry information that I have. Mm. Three, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's lucky it's not two. Yeah. I think I'm going to join you with a three, uh, and I'm going to echo what I said before. I think the problem is is it's so massively overshadowed by Beedrill. That yeah. When you come across it in the in the games, it's like... It's like if you've evolved it, you're going to be holding on to it until it's a drill. If you come across it in the wild, you're not going to capture it because all it's got is harden, and it's going to be harder to evolve. Um, but in addition, I think whenever it turns up in the anime, uh, I mean, I agree. We've, I feel like we've spoke about it much more than I, uh, you know, think we we potentially could have. But I feel like that's happened like every time that I've been like, oh, this is this is going to be five minutes. Um, yeah. But um I think whenever it turns up in the anime, it's a precursor to Beedrill in that a cocoon has turned up, so that means that Ash is about to get attacked by, by Beedrill soon. Uh, soon. Yeah. yeah. 